Bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. Warning, some stories and information on Creepy Chisme may be triggering and are not suitable for all, especially young children. Please listen with caution. Thank you. If y'all hear the crickets in the background, it's because I'm recording late at night. Sorry. <laughs> I have missed you. Como están? I hope you guys are doing so good. I'm exhausted. Um, this whole going back to work thing. Um, now I know why no one's working anymore. <laughs> um, it's absolutely crazy. The amount of wasted time we spend going into work. When I can clearly do my job from home, and it's a lot safer. But whatever, we need money, right? We need money to survive. You know how it goes, y'all. But anyway, yes, I'm back, and it feels so good to be recording. I feel a little awkward, not gonna lie. It's been a while since I sat here and talked to myself. I don't even know where to start. I wanna say thanks to TikTok. I've gained a lot of new listeners. So if you have been waiting these two weeks, I did get a few messages that are like, when are you posting a new episode? So it's nice to know that y'all miss me. It is. Ay, mi corazón. <laughs> and it also just makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like, you know, in these two weeks, I took the time, one, for my mental health, like going back to work, getting myself, like I really, you guys... I really fell like into a dark mental state just knowing that I had to go back to work and on top of that like ugh, I waited all summer for my nephew to be born and it didn't happen it didn't happen till the weekend before I went back to work and it's like you know I had all these plans for myself and it was just a reminder that not everything ha happens the way we plan right another reminder for me and that's okay. That's okay because things happen exactly how they should happen. You know, sometimes it's not the best of things, but eventually we, you know, we we make it work and life goes on and we have to move on. So yeah, I was in a very dark mental place and I just needed a break. Um, I did some research. <laughs> not gonna lie, I did some research <laughs> during that time. I have, um, let me explain this to you. I have like a binder, right? And I get all these ideas and I usually jot them down in my phone. And I have friends and family and even friends around the country that are listeners that'll send me ideas. And I appreciate it. I want that so much. Just keep sending them, y'all. Keep sending them to me. I'll usually jot them down in my phone and then eventually... I like start looking up the topic. I start looking up the topic and then I go from there. But what happens is I get lost researching. So like I'll spend like hours researching a topic and then I don't finish it. And then when it's time to record, it's like, oh, I wanted to talk about this. So then I start researching that and then I get that done. And then you see what I'm saying? It all piles up. So I have like a binder of things that I've started to research and haven't finished. I'm hoping that I can get that done and get these stories out to you. Before I get into my topic today, I want to mention a few new podcasts that I found. I've really enjoyed 
Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that it that was not planned. <laughs> I don't want to turn this off. <laughs> that was not planned, sorry. Uh, as you can tell, as soon as I opened my phone, it was on TikTok. Sorry. I want to, I'm trying to get to my Instagram so that I can tell you guys about these new podcasts that I started following and I really, really hope you guys go listen. So the first one I started following is Ghoul Friends. So Ghoul Friends is Caitlin and Celeste, uh, two partners that, um, just talk about ghosts, creepy stuff like me, pretty much just like me. Um, they're really funny. They, I don't know, their recording ethic, their conversations. It's just, it reminds me a lot of my podcast, but I enjoy it because you really feel like you're just sitting there with them at the table, just talking. And I also love <laughs> their partners. So they like rip on each other. It's It's great. So I highly recommend them. It is called Ghoul Friends, G-H-O-U-L, as in like ghoul, like a ghoul, you know? <laughs> so it's called Ghoul Friends. So I highly recommend them. The second one I want to recommend and strongly support are two Latina girls from Texas. Um, they're sisters, actually. All right, so they're sisters and their names are Leah and Bethany. They're obsessed with ghost adventures. So if you love ghost adventures... There you go. They pretty much go through like the episodes and talk about it. But my favorite are their episodes where they just talk to their family members. Um, and it's true, like a lot of things they've been talking about lately, it makes me think. It makes me think like, are Latinos all brought up the same? <laughs> um, are our parents all told the same stories? And do they all tell those stories to us? You know, like... The similarities, it's funny, and of course, people always love things that they can that they can relate to. So I highly recommend them. Their show, if I haven't said it yet, sorry. <laughs> Their show is called Paranormal Putas, and I highly recommend them. So yes, go listen to those two podcasts, Ghoul Friends and Paranormal Putas. But anyway, yes, if you're new here, how rude of me, I'm sorry. My name is Lore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Bienvenidos. My name's Lore. This is Creepy Chisme, the place for all things creepy. I'm really excited, y'all. I just put in for my first Creepy Chisme t-shirt. So I found this t-shirt place. I'm not going to mention them yet because I want to see the quality of the shirt, you know, before I mention them. <laughs> but if I like the shirts, then maybe I will offer them on my Instagram. And if you want one, familia, I'm talking to you. Yeah, familia. <laughs> I, um, they're pretty decently priced. So if you want one, just let me know. You can email me, text me, whatever. And maybe I'll even do a giveaway. Hey, 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 we love giveaways, right? But let me see if I like the shirt quality first. You know, I don't want to be sending you guys like a little tissue paper t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? And yes, they will be plus size friendly because your girl, you know, she a little thick. So of course I got to get my plus size, plus sizes in there, you know? I finally got some listener emails and stories and I'm so excited. 
I actually got quite a few, so I'm actually going to put them together, and I want to do a special episode with my brother and sister. Hopefully, they'll make time for me <laughs> and uh, get that going for you guys. So if you have sent me a story, don't worry. I know you did. <laughs> they'll be coming soon, I promise you. So I need to explain what's been happening to me lately, and it might have to do with like my mood. Because you know how sometimes they say like bad energies, they, they bring you down. They make you feel shitty and crappy and ugh. So that's how I've been feeling lately. And again, it could be like because I'm back at work, have to go to work, you know. So I've actually felt this negative feeling around me for quite a bit. I want to say about maybe three weeks now. And I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if somebody's trying to embrujar me. I don't know if somebody's trying to destroy my success in the things I have done so far. Like, I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. So I actually looked up some protection, not spells, but like protection prayers and chants. Just because, you know, I just feel something and it's not right. And today something really scary happened. So this weekend I actually house sat for my brother and I love his house. Like, it's so calm, peaceful. And y'all remember my brother, and if you don't, you need to go back and listen to the Demon House episode so you get a <laughs> the proper idea of my brother who can sense things, see things, you know, all that stuff. I feel comfortable in his house because if there was something there, he would have told me. And if, well, he wouldn't have told me. <laughs> if there was something negative there, you know, he would let me know. But, um, yeah, so I never, I never feel anything at their house but late at night their house is just it sounds like you're in a swamp there are so many bugs and noises that I've never heard before and so this one night I was letting the dogs out before bed because you know gotta let the dogs out and when I let them back in they didn't want to come in they kept looking like off to the back of the yard which you know whatever didn't think anything of it I got like this, okay, first of all, it was like 100 degrees this weekend around Chicago, the Chicagoland area and the suburbs, like it was hot as hell, okay, and uh, how do I describe this, okay, so I opened the door, the back door, and it's really dark back there, you can't see anything, and the dogs are looking off to the back of the yard, they were not barking, they were not growling, nothing, but as soon as I opened that door, silence. Just complete silence. No bugs. No nothing. Now I will say this. It stormed pretty bad like an hour later. So, you know how they say like animales get like that feeling, you know, like they sense a storm or they sense something bad's coming. I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was me opening the door. But it scared the shit out of me. And then this morning when I was getting ready for work, I was in my basement which if you've also listened to past episodes, some things have happened in my basement, especially to my brother. And I've also seen a few things down here, but nothing that I felt like was there to hurt me or nothing bad. So I was in the basement getting my clothes ready for work and I heard a pop noise, like a... And one of the ganchos, which... A hanger, sorry. (laughs) One of the hangers that was hanging on our clothing line in the basement, because I don't know if it's just a Mexican thing, but everyone, every Mexican house I've been to, they got a clothing line 
running down the middle of the basement. And uh, the hanger, there was a hanger that was hanging there. And when I looked, it was completely bent in half. Like just, it popped in half. Nothing was on it. It was just there and it bent in half. So I stared at it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you got my attention. Whoever you are, whatever you are, you got my attention. And now I'm going to tell your ass to leave me alone. And I did that. And when I did that, like the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. And then I was like, you are not welcome in my home. You are not welcome around me. Leave me the fuck alone. And then all of a sudden, my hairs went down. (laughs) And it was just like a sense of peace. And you know what? I had a really good morning. Some shitty stuff happened at work, always happens, and I still didn't feel that negative attitude, that negative whatever that was surrounding me. I still didn't feel it. So I'm hoping that I did something good. I'm hoping that I told it to go away, that negative energy. But I just felt like I needed to share that with you, my creepy gente, because like I said, this is the place for all things creepy and weird. Again... Just because I'm mentioning it and saying that it could have been something bad, shit, I don't know. It could have been a bad hanger, right? (laughs) It could have been just a bad hanger and then maybe I was standing under a vent, you know, and got a chill on my back and the hair stood up. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm just superstitious, so, and I'm not taking any chances. I already ordered a candle for safety and uh, looked up some prayers to say tonight. And I'm going to do that. So, got to be extra safe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ay, Dios mío. Okay. I realize it's been a long time since I have done any, like, personal stories like that. And I'm sorry. A lot of you like them. And I want to bring that back. I already told my dad upstairs. I'm like, bye, look. I need you to get your ghost stories together. I, I need you to tell them to my creepy gente. And he was just like, nah. And I'm like, oh, come on. He always does that. And then when it's time, he's like ready to go. And then I can't stop him. So <laughs> just, just know my boss stories are coming. But anyway, um, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot what I was saying. Before I get into this uh, topic, uh, I just love living in the hood. <laughs> this ice cream truck has like some hood ass trap music and i love it doesn't make me want to get ice cream though anyway so i just want to mention that i appreciate y'all y'all that have stuck with me since day one to those of you who apologize and are like i haven't listened in three weeks but i'm gonna catch up thank you (laughs) thank you for fitting me in i do see that even in these two weeks i am still getting a lot of lessons so that's exciting Um, And I want to keep up with it and see how far I get in a year. So I hope those of you that are out there listening are still listening in a year. And, you know, you just get better and better the more you do things, right? So, all right. The topic I have for you today is something I've always been really interested in, but it didn't go the way I wanted it to. So let me explain. My father is from a part of Mexico known as Guanajuato. So that's the state Um, Of course, he's from a tiny rancho in Guanajuato. That's off like one of the main cities. But Guanajuato is known for, first of all, goddamn, is it a beautiful city if you've ever seen one. 
look it up online. Just type Guanajuato City and you will see how beautiful this city is. I was lucky enough to go when I was 16 years old with my whole entire American family. And by American family, I mean the second generation from my mom's side. And we all went for my parents' anniversary. I think it was their 25th. And that was a long ass time ago. Not even joking because they just made 40. So yeah. (laughs) But I think it was like 16 when we went. And of course, you know, we had to take a trip down to Guanajuato City. And oh my gosh, this place, I'm telling you, beautiful, beautiful. I can't even describe it. But here in Guanajuato, they're known for a lot of different things. Guanajuato is known for a few things. Um, One of them being the famous momias de Guanajuato. And I'm going to get into that in a second. So that is the that is the topic that I wanted to talk about today. And I'm going to. But when I had the idea of researching it, I pretty much found research that I didn't know existed. So the momias de Guanajuato, they, I can't even, okay, let me try to describe. So it's like these giant walk like you walk through this giant cave right and there's just mummies lined on both sides all the way through now i don't remember everything i think it was 15 right 15 or 16 i don't know but like i remember walking through and being completely terrified so terrified that i think i blocked it out of my memory because i don't really remember I remember going to this torture museum. I don't know who the hell's idea it was to take a bunch of teenagers to a torture museum. But it was cool. I'm not going to lie. It was cool. (laughs) But that was like around where the mummies were. And now I know why. And this is what I mean. So when I started researching the momias, well, let me just get right into it. In the 1850s, the world was gripped by an enormous cholera epidemic that caused many deaths around the world, including Guanajuato City. Now, Guanajuato had underground cemeteries, and due to the large amounts of death, there was no room. So what they were doing was all the bodies that they were amassing, they started to bury them above ground in crypts. Now, Guanajuato is a very warm climate, uh, very warm and dry, not humid like here in the Midwest. So what happened was the partially embalmed corpses started to mummify. So yeah, just because they're called mummies doesn't mean the people of Guanajuato were purposefully embalming them. It just sort of happened. Now, a few years later, in 1865, the local government instituted a burial tax. So this pretty much forced families to pay a certain sum of money to keep their loved ones buried. But most families in Guanajuato were unable to pay the tax. So you're not going to believe what they did. They took the bodies of their loved ones and moved them to a storage facility so that they could rent out those tombs. After excavating those bodies, this is when the crypt owners noticed that the bodies taken from the burial grounds were mm, interestingly mummified. Now their faces were frozen into 
what looked like screams of terror. And it's true, if you look at a lot of the pictures of the mummies, there's just, it looks, they look terrified, they look scary. But of course, when you die, if you don't embalm the body like we do, what's going to happen to your mouth? It's going to fall open, you know? So I'm not really sure. It's just a tale, but that's what they found. They found the mummies to look as though they had been terrified. Now, one body they pulled out belonged to a person by the name of Ignacia Aguilar. It looked as though she was biting into her own arm. Some people think that she was buried alive when the symptoms of her cholera made her heart appear to stop, so she wasn't really dead. Another mummy found was a woman who died in childbirth, and her 24-week-old fetus believed to be the youngest mummy in existence. Now, the interest around the Guanajuato mummies only grew from that point. And by the early 1900s, the mummies that were kept in the storage facility became a tourist attraction. Everyone wanted to see the terrified mummies. At this point in the early 1900s, they had over 111 mummies, and they were put on display for the tourists. In 1968, a museum called El Museo de las Momias was established to display the mummies. And today, you can still visit this museum, where you can see over 60 mummies that currently are on display. Now, here's what I have to say about that. (laughs) Now, as a teen, I remember going to see the mummies, like I said. And again, it was terrifying I remember at one point just walking down this long, very bright, white, hall-like cave. And on both sides were just rows and rows and rows of mummies. And I remember, like, putting my hands up on the sides of my face and just walking straight and not looking. I was looking, like, down. And again, like I said, I don't remember much. I think I blocked this out of my mind because it was so just awful. And so a few months ago, I actually told my dad, I'm like, I kind of want to go back to Guanajuato City and see the momias. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you. But now that I read that, I mean, what they literally did was people couldn't afford to take care of the plots of land that they buried their loved ones in. So the city was like, all right, next body, like they would take that body out, store it somewhere, and then... And I can't imagine, like, all the bodies that were lost during that time period because of that. Like, I'm sure they didn't handle those bodies with care. I'm assuming, again, these are not facts. I'm just forming an opinion here. But I'm assuming that the bodies that were the best looking, right, the, the nicest mummified bodies were the ones they actually kept and put into the museum. The reason I will not go see these mummies is because those mummies or bodies belong to someone that is somebody's mother that is somebody's grandmother that is somebody's great great grandmother you know that is somebody's grandpa and at one point in time their family could not take care or pay for them to be buried in the land or in a crypt and the city took it upon themselves to house them in a museum which yes some might argue here and say Belore, they have a place to stay now. They have an area to rest. And I get that. I get that. I I agree. But that's not how one 
should leave or exit the world. I don't want my body to be in a case where people pay to come see me. Like, just think about that. People pay to go into this museum. And guess who gets the money? The city. So, yes, if my mother was in a museum and people are paying to see her and I get nothing from it, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we've got a problema. So, yeah, that's, I just, I don't think I'll ever go see them again. I know it probably helps the city and I'm telling you, this city is beautiful, but I don't know. It's just wrong. It's really wrong. Yeah, I was going to post some pictures of the mummies, but instead I will just post pictures of Guanajuato City. <laughs> After reading that, uh, you can search the mummies online so you could see why people think they think they died in torture. Now this I do believe um, in past pandemics that I've talked about, like Poveglia Island, even if you weren't fully dead, if you had symptoms, they would throw you aside like you're trash. You're going to die anyway. We're not going to waste any time helping you, which kind of reminds me of how the beginning of this pandemic was when they were like, we don't know how to treat you. If you're really sick, we can't take you. And that was scary. That was really scary to know. I think that's why most of us stood inside and now can't keep people in at all. <laughs> But yeah, so if you want to see the mummies, you can find pictures online, but again, not going to post them. But I do have to say, if you take a lot of dead bodies and you put them in one spot, guess what's going to (laughs) happen? Yes. So a lot of the staff that work at the museum claim to hear children screaming, hear adults screaming, So yeah, it's just not a good vibe. It's not a good place. Um, Be careful. Be careful if you go there. I know it's a part of history and it seems interesting. And believe me, like I said, I wanted to go. But after learning the true meaning behind the momias de Guanajuato, I don't think I will ever go. (laughs) Now in Guanajuato City, there is a calle. And the calle is beautiful. (laughs) And the calle is known as El Callejón del Beso. Now, this is actually a tragic love story. El Callejón del Beso, or the Alley of the Kiss, is an enchanting narrow alleyway. So yes, it's a tragic love story. Now, let me try to describe the street, but I will post this on my Instagram. So it's this this back street and alley where two... Like, it kind of comes into, like, a triangle, right? And it just, the street ends, they meet together. And so the two homes that are on the end of the street, well, let me just tell you the leyenda. So here's the leyenda of El Callejón del Beso. Ana was the daughter of a controlling Spaniard who was determined she marry a wealthy man. He was so single-minded in his plans for her that he would go to great lengths to stop her speaking to anyone he deemed too poor. However, one day as he strolled through the streets of Guanajuato, she met a handsome but humble miner named Carlos. Se enamoraron. They fell in love. Going against her father's wishes, Anna met with Carlos in secret. However, after hearing rumors of the pair's meetups, Anna's father followed her and caught the pair together Furious, the father threw Anna into her bedroom and locked the door. 
vowing to marry her to an old, rich, nobleman from España. Separated from his love, heartbroken, Carlos went to visit Ana's house. When he got there, he noticed Ana's bedroom sat in a very narrow alleyway, and within touching distance there was another home with a balcony facing her bedroom. With renewed hope, Carlos went to the owner of the home and offered to purchase it. The owner refused, asking for more money. Carlos raised his offer. Again, the owner refused. Carlos raised his offer again, but the owner refused once more. Starting to get a little irritated with Carlos's persistence, the owner raised the price so high that he thought Carlos would leave him alone. However, Carlos accepted, gathering every last coin he had to pay the man. Now the proud owner of a house within touching distance of Ana's bedroom, he called to his amor. The pair embraced and promised to see each other every night on the balconies. But one night, as the lovers were lost in a passionate kiss, Ana's father entered her bedroom. Seeing his daughter in the arms of a humble miner, the father went in into a violent frenzy, picking up a dagger and plunging it into his daughter's chest, killing her. Some say that in his desperation to protect his love, Carlos attempted to jump from the window into Ana's bedroom, but crashed to the floor, hitting the third step and breaking his neck. Others say that overcome with grief after seeing Ana's lifeless body, he committed suicide in his place of work, La Valenciana Mine. So El Callejón del Beso is one of Guanajuato's most famous tourist attractions. It's said that couples go up to each of the balconies and kiss, and it's supposed to make them enjoy a lifetime of luck and love, which some say is delivered by the spirit of Carlos himself. Whether or not you choose to believe the story of Ana and Carlos, it's undeniable that Guanajuato City does have a very romantic charm to it. It's true because when I saw El Cayo del Beso, I remember thinking at the age of 16, gee, I wish I had someone to kiss up there because it's so romantic. <laughs> there is a lot more to explore in Guanajuato City. Like I said, it's a gorgeous city. You can search it up online and you can see what I'm talking about. But if you ever get the chance to go, I highly recommend it. And of course, it's Mexico. I mean, the food is great. The people are great. It's just an all-around great time. So if you get the chance, please go. I feel like I want to do a lot more episodes on hauntings and ghosts and paranormal. So again, if you have a story you want to share with me and want me to read um, for my coming episodes, I am gathering all of that together and would love to fit it in. It could be anonymous. You could change the names, whatever you want, so nobody will know who it is. 
Um, so please email me at creepychismith for you. That's the number four Y-O-U at gmail.com. I can't wait to read your stories. I've already enjoyed the ones I've received and I can't wait to share those. Or you can message me on Facebook groups or Instagram or Twitter. Just search Creepy Chisme. I've missed you guys. I've missed you so much. And I can't wait to spend the rest of the year with you every week on Wednesdays. And don't forget to keep tuning in to my Freaky Fridays. The last episode was a good one. So if you missed out, go back and listen. They're short, cute, and fun, so it's not going to take up too much of your time. And again, if you have any ideas or anything you want me to research or look up, or maybe you heard something cool recently, please share that with me. I would love to hear it. Remember, this is the place for all things creepy. I hope you guys have a safe rest of your week. You're halfway there to the weekend, y'all. And it's a three-day week in America. Woo, woo, woo. (laughs) I'm going to enjoy mine. Gracias por escuchar. Y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, stay creepy.